0: Hey guys, what's up? Just keep the joking. We were right here with there.
1: And welcome to another edition of the Newfoundland Gamer Podcast I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the Weekend Game Guy um, With me tonight is Mike, Michael B., the Game Genie How's it going, Mike? I'm super fantastic That's outstanding here And we have no clue where Keeb is at um, We've tried to get up with him all day And we can't find him So who knows uh, Hopefully he's okay And hopefully, um, hopefully he'll show up maybe in the middle of this Who knows well, tonight we have a very, very special guest. Um, special to me, I know at least, because he's one of the reason I started doing this whole YouTube thing. Um, he is a uh, a collector extraordinaire in his own right. Um, we have with us John Gamester eighty one. How's it going?
2: Good guys. Hey, I appreciate being on the show, and thanks for the kind words and the kind introduction. I appreciate that. It's awesome. So doing well. Good. Good to
1: hear. Um, it, it's 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 all the truth, man. I, I can't I can't lie there. It's really, honestly, all the guys from All Gen Gamers, um, you guys are pretty adamant about if you want to do it, just do it. Who cares what everybody thinks kind of mentality uh, yeah. and just enjoy it. And I've done that and I've really loved it. So thanks.
2: Yeah, it's all about having fun, right? And uh, enjoying it. Absolutely. Have fun on the ride.
1: That's right. So uh, if you're listening out there and you, you're thinking about doing the YouTube thing, just do it. It's all right,
2: like Nike says, right? Just exactly, do
1: it. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, tonight, John has a extensive collection of um, old consoles, rare consoles, just ridiculous things that a lot of people dream about getting their hands on. So, I, I thought it would be really cool to talk about collecting systems, and um, so I think that's what we're going to talk about for a little while tonight. Um, one thing I was curious about, John, is mm-hmm. that. Um, what is your strategy for hunting down these things?
2: Well, you definitely have to be patient, right? I mean, you have to know what you're looking for. You have to do your homework. Um, the, the key is if you see something you really want and it's rare, you got to be careful. You got to do your homework and know how much it's worth, first of all, because you don't want to spend too much. Wow. You know, my, my biggest issue when I first started collecting consoles and was I'd, I'd find it and I'd buy it. Like buy it now on eBay was like, I got caught into that. And I, I realized that you can't get caught into that, that mess because otherwise you're spending too much. So even though some of these consoles are rare, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily worth a lot, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, do do your homework, save up for it. Don't get yourself in debt, of course, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. kind of know where to look. So I like to look – fortunately with my job, I do a lot of traveling for work. So I go all over the country, and I'm able to go to these places and kind of find them in the wild, so to speak. Yeah. But, um, you know, every once in a while, I'll buy some stuff on eBay, and that's okay. But you just kind of make sure you do your homework and save up for stuff and and prioritize, I guess, is, you know, the key too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've, that's true. I, I mean, I found that to be true with games too. I mean, honestly, yeah,
2: that's course. all.
1: That's my only option in terms of getting stuff in my area. Well, that's pretty much pretty much my only option. I mean, the game store here, it's not even worth it. It's they overprice so much that I might as well just stay home in my pajamas and order from eBay. So right. I mean, I've had to really control myself. In terms of, because when you see something you really want, sometimes you want to pull the trigger real fast.
3: And, oh yeah,
2: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I've d-
3: I've done this whole collecting thing wrong. I've just bought everything I've seen. I've taken a massive <laughs> <loss of> loans. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
1: But you got a great collection now, so
2: thank you. Yeah, and it, you know, people think it's overnight, and that's certainly not the case. I've been collecting it for years and years and years. You know, majority of my life. So. um you know, I remember growing up, like, gosh, being 10 years old and I had a ton of systems and stuff, and kids were like, wow, you have every system. And, you know, I wanted to, the reason I got into YouTube was, like, because I wanted to find information about these consoles I owned. I didn't know much about the Jaguar, and I didn't know much about the, you know, the 3D, so to speak. And there weren't, at the time, this was back in 2008, late 2008, there really wasn't much on YouTube as far as, like, system reviews go. And uh, I happened to get married in 2009, my parents gave me a camera, and uh, said, oh, you know what, I'll just do my own videos, and... And here I am, like, what, four or five years later doing it, man. It's still fun doing it, too. So it's great. Awesome. I,
1: I know that, well, like, from, I had a Jaguar and a 3DO at one point, and um, I really never used them at all. They just ended up on shelves, like, collecting dust. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, that's the truth. I mean, I played, gosh, on my Jaguar, I played Doom for one day for about an hour and a half. And then on my 3DO, I don't even know what I played on 3DO. I played Dragons Lair. Of all games, I played that one. But uh, do, do you have any consoles that just you you own just because um, for the collecting standpoint rather than putting miles on them, so to speak?
2: Oh, I mean yeah, absolutely. There, there's consoles um, that uh, that I have that I don't play much. I mean, for example, I have an Apple and I Pippin. Which are you guys familiar with that? Uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, and you know, honestly, the, the games are harder to find than the system itself, so it's not a very practical system to buy to play. It's more just kind of in my collection as a kind of a shelf piece. And hey, I have that. Yeah. But you know, back to your your 3DO. You mentioned 3DO, and do you, um, do you ever play the 3DO anymore?
1: No, I sold it.
2: Uh, okay. Because like I was going to recommend there's actually some really good good games. I'm going to recommend a few for those who own one. Um, definitely check out Return Fire. It's a mm-hmm. great game for it. Uh, Road Rash is awesome. Uh, definitely a better port on 3DO than on the PS PS1, and also recommends Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo for the 3DO. It's actually a pretty awesome. good port. So there are some gems on the 3DO.
1: Well, I actually <laughs> had the Super Street Fighter, but if you, I didn't have the six-button controller, so it was really. Oh.
2: Yeah, because you had to push. It's weird. You had to push select or start to switch the buttons. It's really odd, but yeah, yeah definitely a is a is a must for that for sure. Right. So. I just.
1: I just found it, it made more sense for me to get rid of it so that I could have the cash to buy something I wanted. And, yeah. And it ended up working out better that way. I, I've used, I've picked up a stack of NES games that were uncommon, and I've used those a whole lot more than I did that. So Yeah. I guess in the end I'm happy with, with the decision I made.
2: Yeah, and I guess another um, console that I own that I don't play too much of is the N-Gage, the Nokia N-Gage, although there are some good games for it. I mean, graphically, it's kind of a portable PS1. It's kind of what the graphics looks like anyway.
1: Nice. Uh, I
2: guess guys remember the end gauge Oh, yeah. A phone by Nokia. Which, hey, did you guys hear the news that Microsoft bought Nokia? the like really? way. Of, yeah, for like $7 billion. <laughs> So it just happened, just went down. Yeah. So Nokia used to, remember Nokia used to be huge? Like everyone had a Nokia phone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nokia, what was it, the Razer?
3: Yeah, the, the Razer.
2: Damn, they've really fallen from the, you know, I mean, Apple's killed them, right? So. Pretty much.
1: Except for the fact that their phones were – I had a uh, Nokia, like, little brick-looking phone that I dropped in a cup of Mountain Dew, pulled it yeah. out, and made a phone call.
2: Like, <laughs> the
1: thing was dang near indestructible. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah. it
2: was, like, yeah. the and now phones last, like, a year or two, and that's it, right? And it's like – Yeah. I remember playing, like, Snake on my Nokia back in the day, right? Remember that game Snake? And yeah. And there was, like, a a breakout-type game, too, you know?
1: <laughs> when that was it. That, yeah, yeah, that was it. The that good old it.
2: days. The good old days.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what 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 would you say is the uh, rarest, rarest system you have um, in your collection? Is that uh, that's well, probably not easy to answer, I guess.
2: Yeah, it's hard to think. I mean, yeah, certainly the Bandai Pippen's up there because I have that World over uh, the black one, which is even more harder to find than the Mark, which is the white version of it, uh, which is more prominent in Japan. Um, so I have that. I have the Nintendo 64 disc drive. Mm. Uh, attachment only came out in Japan, only through a mail order. Uh, so not lot million people realized, it was only through, uh, um, I forget the name of the company. It was kind of like um, like customers, or like, you know those, you buy those back in the day, you buy those those CDs, and uh, what was it called, like Columbia House, or whatever, and you get all yeah, those, yeah. You know, it's kind of, like, it worked like that. So you basically, you order the system, and you get these games in the, every month, in the mail automatically. Um, and it was this network, and it didn't do very well. It was basically an attachment that hooks on the very bottom of your N64. So if you own an N64, the next time you, you look at it, open it up, turn it upside down, and you'll notice there's like a flap. Open up the flap, and there's a there's a little cartridge compartment, and that's what it was for. So I have one of those. Uh, those are pretty rare. Um, I actually just reviewed. I don't own this, but I just reviewed, and I just posted on the website. It's a Atari 2700 prototype. You guys heard of the system? No. It, yeah, I saw that, John. Actually. It never came out. It was a prototype. Only less than 10 of these ever exist. Um, And it's valued around $8,000 in the condition, which is crazy. Um, And what it is, it came out, it was supposed to come out in 81 as a kind of a follow-up to the Atari 2600. So it came out kind of between the 5200 and, you know, 2600 time. It looks like a very small version of the 5200. which got a nice little compartment in the very top to control uh, the controls can go into. But basically what it is, it's a a Atari 2600 with Wireless remotes. Wow! Uh, it was pretty advanced. I mean, the the buttons are all touch buttons for early 80s. It's, it's way high tech, right? Yeah. The, problem, the reason it didn't come out is because the FCC said no way you can't go, you can't do this because the remotes, the controllers, the range was over a thousand feet.
0: So wow. basically,
2: you would control not only your garage door opener, your TV, not <laughs> only you would control your neighbors and your next door neighbors next to them. You know, it was like that would wow. use range. Oh so my gosh. Conflicted with a lot of devices, so it never came out, but that was pretty cool and it was a great opportunity to see one of those because you certainly don't come across those every in your lifetime very often, you know? So that was pretty cool.
1: That's so, way ahead of its time too though.
2: Yeah, right. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Controllers have uh the choice, the action button and like the wheeler thing all in one. Yeah. So that was so kinda like the Gemini controller, but yeah, it was way ahead of its time. That's cool. Yeah.
1: Did it play 2600 cartridges, or?
2: It did. Yeah, it was basically a Atari 2600.
1: Just like, with uh, the wireless, well, and some extra features. That's cool. Yeah. That's sick. <laughs> I'm gonna get one. I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> no Cody, who's a uh, Atari 2600, he actually has it for sale. So if you have $8,000, uh, you can buy it. I, I right. don't know. I, I'm unemployed, so I don't have anything right now. I, like, I don't have that money. My wife would kill me even if I did, you know, $8,000 job in the system. But uh, I kind of asked him the backstory, story how the system came about because, you know, something that rare, like what's the history behind it? So basically the guy he bought it from uh, was living in California at the time, and he was young, obviously early 80s, a kid. And his mom was dating an employee at Atari, and he had brought it in and gave it to him as a gift. I said it just kinda of keep keeping entertained while he hung out with his mom, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and he kept it all these years playing it, not realizing that it was a prototype and years later he realizes wow this is pretty rare. That's so pretty not, cool. That's cool. <laughs> it's amazing.
1: Yeah. I uh I thought it'd be cool to talk about, um well, all of us, uh what if if you have a system that like this like your holy grail, maybe not even necessarily your holy grail, but something that might be uncommon or rare that you don't own that you'd like to own. Um, I, I'd like to know, Mike, your opinion. John, yours, I, I've got one that I'd love to have. What system I'd like to have that I don't currently own? Yeah, it, and, and maybe even something that's one rare or anything like that. Well, it's it's not anything rare.
3: It's actually, it is the 3DO. I want the original 3DO. I don't want the um, side one, but the original 3DO that came out same time as the original PlayStation. And when it came out a little bit before the PlayStation, actually. That's, it's not a crazy system, but I just haven't been able to find one. And um, I want to get Street, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. But the real reason I want to play it is, I know this is a terrible game, but I love Sewer Shark on the Sega CD, and I want to see what the difference is between the Sega CD version and the 3DO version. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, you should have bought mine. That's the one I had. But, you know, the the real <laughs> frustrating thing about the 3DO, I think, was their their second controller port. I don't know. That, that could be kind of handy as long as you're first player, but it's like it the controller port is on the controller. So if you're playing your buddy in Street Fighter and he's kicking your butt, all you gotta do is unplug his controller from yours and you can whoop up on him. So, advantage was, player one. Yeah, it's a very strange... That was a very strange move on their behalf. I don't know why they chose to do that, but it's strange. It's weird. So, John, do you have anything that you don't have that you would love to have or
2: I have everything I want now I'm just joking. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's always things I want. Um, there's a uh, PC engine LT, which is a, basically a, a portable uh, TurboGrafx-16 in Japan, but it was kind of built like a laptop. So like the, I don't know if you guys can picture or seen one before, but it kind of closed like a clamshell, almost like a DS. Um, right. and that's pretty rare. Um, you know, it wasn't, it not portable to a sense that you had to plug it into a wall. Basically, uh, from my understanding, but kind of cool. That that'd be a cool thing. There's also um, trying to think uh, the laser. I guess familiar with the laser active yeah, Pioneer laser. One, yeah. Okay, I so remember. I have I have one of those. It's basically a laserdisc system, and there's different packs that you could buy. So you could buy a Genesis pack and play Genesis games, and it would be able to play those games along with Sega CD games in it too. But they also had a TurboGrafx-16 version of that, and that'd be Ooh. cool to have. So uh, I'd be able to play TurboGrafx-16 games. The hue cards and laserdisc all in one would be pretty sweet. So. Oh my
1: gosh, that would be sweet. Mine's the one thing that I've always wanted, and it's really not even that uncommon or anything like that. But was the Fairchild Channel F? Channel F. I'd love to have yeah. it, man. That controller's yeah. such an interesting idea, and and once again, another one that's kind of ahead of its time, you know. That, I don't know. It's really a cool idea. I'd love to have one.
2: It is. It's like they got the knob on top, and you can click it for an action button and move it around. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I
1: feel like it'd be fun to play Ikari Warriors on that. <laughs> really low res, but I think it might be kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I,
3: I, I think I actually want to take my back. I've told you this before, Chris, but uh, friends down the road from me growing up had an M82 demo unit. That was their Nintendo, and mm-hmm. that's what I truly want. I'd love to find whatever happened to their Nintendo because I know they got rid of it here in Newfoundland.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah those are cool. I, I found one a while ago. Uh, it's a cool. Just, it's a very cool piece.
1: That's, that's quite a that's quite a system to have as your regular nintendo
3: that's what they had and uh i'd love to know how they got it in the first place but unfortunately they moved away uh before i really got back into retro gaming and really had a chance to ask them about it you
2: know you know what'd be really cool to have is like i don't know if you guys remember you probably do uh the super nintendo when it first came out they had those the display kiosk displays with the tvs oh, yeah. And yeah it seemed like those tvs were like really high def televisions back then because it made the Picture look really extra clear. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Like I would love to have one of those like Super Nintendo kiosks. Like yeah, you know, really cool. where, that'd be pretty sweet. Pretty badass. Yeah,
1: I'd love. Yeah. I always wanted a Dreamcast kiosk, but that's just because I'm a kind of a Dreamcast fanboy. But oh
2: yeah, those would be cool too, for sure.
1: Really, any kiosk at all would be really nice, really cool. You know, piece to have.
2: Yeah, the yeah.
0: one
1: the one that was really prominent here in Newfoundland
3: was when the N64 came out. We actually didn't have a Toys R Us in oh, wow. Newfoundland until right around the time the N64 came out. So that was the first big kiosk we had here, the Nintendo
2: 64.
3: That's one I'd like to get.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's really And the Game Boy ones are cool, too, because like, they make them extra large size.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, I'm really feeling old right now because... <laughs>
2: <laughs> I remember whenever
1: this was, like, you know, all brand new, like, it was unbelievable to have a portable Nintendo. And I know. And, and now, good Lord. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, it's ridiculous. We've come so far so fast. Yeah,
2: that's that's crazy. Well, that kind of goes into the topic we talked about with the new portable Nintendo, right? The,
1: yeah, the actually it is. Yeah, the, so the yeah. 2DS, man. Um, so Nintendo decided that it was in their best interest, I guess. I don't know. To release a two-dimensional version of the 3DS, so it it plays two-dimensional games. Wait, it plays the 3DS games in two dimensions. And I.
2: Well, it doesn't fold. It doesn't fold up.
1: No, it's it's looks like a doorstop. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It looks like a doorstop. Hey, Keeps online. Yep. Oh man, I'm so relieved. I was really worried about Keep. <laughs> Bring um, it in. Yeah.
3: And to tell you the truth, I actually really like the 2DS. I think it's uh, genius on Nintendo's part. I mean, obviously, a lot of people came out. There's concerns with younger gamers, with the screen, how it's going to affect people's eyesight, uh, flexibility of the system. I think it's a cool idea. I like it, and I'm probably going to get one, but that's because I'm an OCD collector. But you, you currently own a 3DS? I own a 3DS and a 3DS XL.
2: And you're still going to get a 2DS? Yeah, I got problems, Joe. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. I Let's, might end up getting it too, but um, I, don't, I don't know. Mixed feelings about it. But yeah, I think the price is right. I think it's it's smart for Nintendo to target you know the younger audience and charge. You basically play 3DS games for less for 130 bucks, right, right. for the system, right. instead of compared to what 170 for the 3DS and 200 for the XL. Yeah. So they got different tiers, and you know it's not like they're gonna stop making the 3DS or the XL. Right. So that's fine. they i not gonna affect that in any way. But it just kind of goes back to the whole like, to me, Nintendo's kind of saying, "Well, maybe the 3D didn't work after all." Yeah. You know, and and let's just go back to the normal 2DS. Yeah. Or the DS. Let's just go to the DS. Cause it's basically <laughs> what it is, right? With yeah. Maybe better graphics.
1: Yeah, yeah. But but see, I was thinking about it from the standpoint. I personally like it, um, and I want one. I don't have a 3DS at all. Um, okay. One of the reasons I didn't get a 3DS is because I wasn't really interested in. The 3d effect you know it's not that it hurt my eyes or anything like i just it seemed gimmicky i guess and i didn't want to spend you know a boatload of money on getting something like that so i mean that was my opinion on it so now they've got something that i could actually play those games and not have to spend that much money on you know
2: um it's it's cool I agree with you. I, I think Nintendo right now is a king of gimmicks right now. I mean, look at the yeah. Wii U, the, the, the touchpad, you know, I mean, that's just, look at the Wii U. I mean, they need to show some love to the Wii U because that system is, is falling yeah. fast. Well, and
1: so. the thing that I think about is, I think about, I always think about history repeating itself. I think of Sega, you know, like, we don't know what we want to do right now, so we're going to do 3D handhelds no we're going to do a touch screen on our controller we're going to do you know and i don't know you know but but to be fair you know their handheld market is what's been keeping them afloat i mean they've got a surplus of money even though they're losing money they do have a surplus of money set aside that they've made off of handheld gaming so maybe the 2ds is the secret you know to keep it alive well One thing I'd like
3: to say is everybody's talking about the gimmick here with the screen. This is something Nintendo's been working on for over 15 years. Yeah. The original GameCube was supposed to be released with a screen with a 3D slider. So, I mean, this technology isn't something they just came up with to throw onto this handheld. It's something they've been working on for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. The issue I have with it is, and, like, you guys are talking about the Wii U now, and it, it's valid. I mean, the Wii U's not doing very well. But when the 3DS first came out, before they did the price drop, everybody was saying the same thing about the 3DS. Sure. This is a failed system. People are, uh, you know, this is where Nintendo truly is going to go downhill. And, of course, they do the same thing they do all the time. They unleash their massive load of first-party titles. Everybody buys the system, and it does okay. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't sell as well as the Wii. And what I am really concerned about with the Wii U is the fact that They were already selling it at a loss when they originally put it out. Now they've dropped the price. Yeah. So how is Nintendo able to stay in the market? I think once the Zelda games come out, the Mario games come out, they'll be doing fine. And Chris, you and me have talked about it. Like the Wii library, everybody said the Wii Library is terrible. Mm. How many good Wii games have you found in the last couple of years after the fact?
2: There's some gems, I mean no doubt. And you know, Nintendo to me, I, I think my personal opinion. I think they make make some of the best first party, first you know first party games. You know, I, I love they Mario, do. I love Zelda, I love, you know, Metroid. the the last ones, right? Uh, but you know, I, I love I love those, I love those series. Um, and I think I really think they they do a great job. And I love Nintendo, and that's why I want to see them succeed. Now, let me ask you guys a question: Who do you guys think Nintendo's biggest competitor is right now? Right now? hmm
1: I would I would say Sony right now. Right no. now. I, I would say right now. Well, I, I guess going into this next generation, I think Sony seems to be the front-runner as of this second.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: That's
2: my opinion, though. You, you, keep you agree, Sony?
0: Yeah, I definitely agree, Sony, because uh, according to my stock app on my iPod, it says that uh, Microsoft is plumbing big time. Yeah.
3: I, I don't know if it's not tablet gaming, like phone gaming and stuff like that. Okay. I, I,
2: yeah. I was gonna, dude, I was going to say Apple. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Apple is their biggest competitor right now because, like you said, the handheld market, that's their bread and butter. Yeah. But they – dude, I'm telling you, the, the gaming, uh, like the iPad, iPhone, those are some legitimate games on there. Yeah. You know, they're not just oh, yeah. the cheesy Angry Birds or whatever, have you. Yeah. Um, there's some really legit games on those platforms, and you can get them dirt cheap.
1: Yeah. I didn't um, think so. about that because, yeah. like, honestly, I've spent a good chunk of today – playing like clash of the clans on my phone yeah i didn't even think but see that's the thing you don't even you do it and you don't even think about it you don't yeah. think about it
2: yeah and that, that's that's to me i think nintendo needs more worried about apple than they do anywhere else it, i think when it comes to the home console market i mean i think sony you're right sony is probably in the best position it's their race to lose right now i think yeah you know i mean they'd have to seriously blow it <laughs> to like <laughs> not get first right yeah <laughs> Honestly yeah. what do is like graphically and all that power wise, it won't compare to the next generation. I mean, Nintendo needs to focus on, on story and playability and gameplay. Yeah. That's where their bread and butter is, right? They don't they've never really been too concerned about graphics. I mean that's no to me it's about gameplay and story, you know, anyway. But that's what well, makes those
1: their first party titles so great though, is they do yeah, have fantastic right. gameplay, fantastic story. Regardless of the regardless of what graphics are on it. You I mean I just, I played, I played through both quests of Legend of Zelda, you know, a couple months ago, and, you know, it was great, you know, yeah. and uh, it, the graphics on that, let's let's face it, when we look at graphics then, compared to now, that it's it's nothing, but the game is still good today, it holds up. Mm-hmm. I, so. I,
3: John, I probably don't have to tell you this, but you know, Shigeru and Miyamoto, I mean, he built all his right. games, gameplay oh, yeah. and all.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Controls, that sure. was the first aspect. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which is what I think which is what whenever you take hardcore gamers in a room and you were to poll them all they would say that the most important aspect to a game to them is is gameplay. Most of them would say that. And if they said graphics, they'd probably get a punch in the nose.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Cuz playing
2: games with great graphics that are shitty games, you know. There are not good games out there. Oh
0: yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah.
1: And those are like a dime a dozen. I mean, especially now where, you know, the graphics engines are so strong that everything looks good. You know, even the crap games look good. Except for Conan the Barbarian on the PlayStation 3.
2: <laughs> Is that a bad game? It just sounds it's, bad. It's terrible. So bad.
1: We never got, I never got your opinion on the 2DS. What do you think?
0: You know what? I I actually think, you know, for, for the younger generation market, I think it's the perfect thing.
1: Yeah. Are you remotely interested what? in are you remotely interested in getting one?
0: No, not at all.
1: Really? Why not? I mean no. why not? You said that with a little bit of uh something because, because it, takes, it yeah. takes
0: the portable portability out of the system altogether. You think so? Yeah, but have you ever seen an original game boy? If, if you can't <laughs> if if you can't close that thing, it's not gonna fit in your pocket.
1: But you can't remember cramming the original Game Boy in your pocket?
3: Yeah, I can
0: remember doing that, yes, but, you know.
1: Chris, why were you wearing parachute pants? How did you fit that in your pocket? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I did wear parachute pants, so. I was a rap um, dancer in my Actually, no.
0: I was one of of those guys sporting the Game Boy fanny pack. Oh, you did? (laughs) Yeah, I had the fanny pack, you know, case for mine.
1: Yeah, you seem like the classy kind of guy that would have a fanny pack.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's good. I'd love
0: to find one of those now.
1: Those Game Boy
3: fans. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Wear 'em in my Zubas all the time. Yeah. I had one of
0: those. I had one of those, plus I had one of those like uh those pla- those plastic cases with the shoulder strap. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. That was convenient. That was
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you always carried some extra double A's with you
3: too.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. My...
3: One thing I really like about the 2DS that a lot of people aren't talking about is if you take a look at the system, they've actually moved where the control pad and the buttons are, and I don't know, if maybe I'm a wimp or something, I do find with the 3DS XL right now that at certain times where you're just holding the bottom screen, it can become, like if you're playing the 3DS for a long period of time, it can become difficult on your wrist and the ergonomics aren't there. So with this tablet like look of the two DS, it seems like they've moved the controls so you have a more centralized grip on the middle of the system. And that's something that interests me. Maybe
1: it'll make it easier to play for longer times. Yeah. Well you know, John was saying, you know, that you know the biggest competitor in the handheld market right now is like Apple. Maybe that's their answer to it. It's they're trying to think of things like that that kind of mirror the phone or whatever. Does that okay. make sense?
2: Yeah. I think over, I mean, I think for the most part, I think people are, are pleased with it. I, I personally, I'm kind of mixed feelings about the 2DS. I mean, two questions come in my mind. Are, a, the games that are currently out on the 3DS that were built to be in 3D, how are they, yeah. do they translate well in 2D? And, and B, what are the future games going to come out like? Are, they, are developers going to specifically make 2DS games now and not 3DS games? Yeah. There's kind of a gray area there in the future of these games. I really don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think of that. I think a lot of the
3: reason why they're not too concerned about um, going away from the 3D aspect is they did do a lot of market research, and a lot of people uh, with the test answer was always like, "Yeah, I like the 3D, but a lot of times I play with the 3D turned off when it and, sucks uh, the
1: battery down, and
3: yeah, it reduces the battery life. And yeah. at times, uh, I've got a pretty bad stigmatism in one of my eyes, so the 3D doesn't work super great for me. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I, I turned off too.
1: Stigmatism. I thought you had the stigmata. No, I had that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: have,
1: have you guys seen
2: the Nintendo One DS? <laughs> yeah, I heard about I this. Like, it's a spoof or whatever. What is it about? Tell me about it.
1: There was this website that someone had yeah. taken the Two DS, and I mean, I'm telling you, they they'd set up a website, Nintendo One DS. Com, and it's it's down. I just checked to see if it was still up, but it's down now. It looked legit, and you would click on the links, and it would go back to the Nintendo page. Yeah. So everything was matching up, and they had articles on there about how you could connect it to your TV, and your TV could become the second screen, and, like, oh, my gosh. It was like, well, I want this, and, and like, it looked too real, and it was like – I actually had to just close the website down, like, close my browser because my brain was hurting so bad I was trying to figure out if it was fake or not, and I couldn't – I couldn't – I just decided it had to be fake. Close, close. I don't want to know now, but uh, it's basically it was somebody had done a really good job at photoshopping a uh, a fake console, and it looked <laughs> real, and it uh it blew my mind. See,
2: that's totally. a that's not a bad idea to hook it up to your TV. That'd be like a stream it to your TV like blue Bluetooth. That'd mm-hmm. be pretty sweet. Um, I want a 40s like smell. <laughs> like, you, can, you, know, like, you, can, you can smell the blood you know like your panic you can smell the glory you know?
0: no you know you know john what you guys are talking about with like getting like a device to basically hook your ds up to your tv i mean that would be a great idea
3: mm-hmm. i thought that's what like, the EU was gonna do keep yeah Yeah, Yeah, I thought there was going to be some kind of DS player
1: for the Wii U, and that was the point of having two screens. I'm waiting to see if that happens. Yeah, I can't imagine they wouldn't maybe do something on the virtual console, maybe? Or something like that, maybe? I don't know. That would be a good idea.
0: Because it would make doing reviews of these games 10 times times easier.
1: Yeah, because what is it, the only streaming or the only capture device for a Game Boy, or the the DS, (laughs) I almost did it, the DS is... Like this ridiculous, like $4,000 crazy yeah. apparatus you've got to hook up? or not oh, yeah. sure. It's hmm. crazy. It's like this big box that you kind of put the Game Boy in, and it's wild. They, the only people that own it are like websites, like IGN right. owns one yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like, it's crazy. John's and, uh, actually quietly playing with his right I'm now. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm just seeing it right
2: now as if there's one for sale. <laughs> <laughs>
1: As long as it's buy now, you got it. It's going to be there.
2: <laughs> they needed some way to connect the Wii U and the 3DS or, or 2DS now. I mean, that'd be cool to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, they they did that with, um, you know, I love the Game Boy Advance player on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they, they kind of found a way to get those two systems connected and were, you know, Super Game Boy, same thing with the Super Nintendo. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and I mean, they need to do something like that. That'd be awesome.
1: Yep. And that might drive up some sales on the Wii U.
2: No, absolutely.
3: Yeah. That's absolutely. Yeah. Actually, it, it's funny you mentioned that. The first time I ever saw the design for the Wii U, the first thing I thought of was the link cable from the Game Boy Advance into the Nintendo GameCube, playing games like Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, the Crystal Bears. <laughs> that so I, but that's what I thought of. I mean, you had dual-screen action right there, and I think uh, Legend, of, Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventure was the same way. Yeah. seems like everything Nintendo does, they took a little bit from history, things that didn't work, like motion controls, going back to the Zapper and the Power Glove. I mean... They use a lot of things that okay, this was a terrible idea, so let's wait a couple of years and see if we can repackage it and do it a little bit better.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it's like with the the Atari Twenty Seven Hundred, like then we were just talking about it. How sometimes things are too early, you know? Like, yeah. I think of the Dreamcast all the time, the online gameplay and stuff like that. It was just too early. But now we Sorry. can't imagine having a world where we don't have online gameplay. I mean, people flip out if there's not an online component. But back then, that was that was brand new and it was, yeah. you know, yeah. barely used. But yeah, you know. it's sad. It's sad when companies like, you know, break the break the tradition and try to do something special, and then people don't. It it gets met with harsh criticism and things of that nature. Well. You talked about the Atari Jaguar earlier,
3: and uh, that's another example. I mean, everybody said the Jaguar (laughs) didn't live up to the expectations. It wasn't that the Jaguar wasn't powerful enough. It's that they brushed it out so quick. The people who were making games for it didn't understand the technology of the system.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then the the Jag CD came out on this deathbed pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The system was pretty much dead. Uh, It was kind of weird. I mean, that Atari, and Atari today is totally different than the Atari... Back, you know, in the 70s when Nolan Bushnell and then company ran it, you know. Unfortunately, it's didn't do very well, you know. But, yeah. um,
1: And, um, yeah. Isn't it a French company now or something like that? It's yeah, not something even, like
2: that. It's it's, it's not even an American company anymore. It's remote. sad. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It really is sad. You know, the company I'm worried about to be honest with you is Sega, you know. Um, yeah. I, I love Sega. I think, you know, i mean, Dreamcast. I mentioned you, Mike, you, you mentioned you love Dreamcast and uh I, i'm a big fan of dreamcast but man i mean some of the games are coming out with and i know uh the alien versus uh with well, the last game they came out with a big one that was supposed to be huge and it flops colonial marines colonial marines yeah, yeah. i mean geez yeah geez.
1: it's sad but maybe maybe they've got a hit waiting for ba- with bayonetta 2 you know that's true. That's, i mean i've seen the i watched the trailer and i was like kind of want to check that out you know i kind of want to check it out so who knows um
3: I, I, I did a video a long time ago before any. I don't think anybody even watched it, but a lot of my issues with Sega is they have so many licenses they could use. And uh, oh,
2: yeah.
3: I said, take an example of Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo repackaged Donkey Kong Country and Punch Out through yeah. Retro Studios and make two mind-blowing, amazing games.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Why yeah. can't Sega do something similar with like the Streets yeah. of Rage
2: fran- franchise, Golden Axe? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many opportunities. And, well. They came out with like Goldmax a couple of years back and it was shitty. It was like a totally different, like reimagined Goldmax. It was yeah. I don't know if you guys played it, but it's like a Shenmue 3 for crying out loud. I mean, it yeah. would stock up crazy. Yeah. yeah. Can you yeah. imagine Shenmue? I mean, yeah.
1: shit. Oh, I'd pre order it tonight. I know, right? <laughs> and I have I mean, no job and I would pre order it tonight.
2: You and everyone yeah. else order that shit. Yeah. You know I mean? They have great some great licenses that they could just bring back. Um, you know, mentioned a few of them. Street of Rage would be awesome to see. A new Echo the Dolphin would be great to see. No, Mike. Yeah, Mike.
1: Yeah, Mike. No. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> no? We don't need to see any more Echo Mike the Dolphin. Mike doesn't like nope. Echo the Dolphin. He's crazy. Nope. I love it. I-, I would like to just see some, um, you know, updated graphics. on. I-, I would like them to re-release, like, let's say, Sonic 2 and update the graphics a little bit. You know, HD. Like, they did, um, not long ago, there was an Earthworm Jim re-release, right? Where they did yeah. an yeah. HD version. That, that's pretty good. I love it. I mean, I love yeah, I playing it on my big TV now. You know, it's it's awesome, and I would love for them to do that with some other games. It'd be great. Yeah. You know, it'd be it'd be nice to see something like that. Well, we're we're talking about games coming out. Um. I, why don't why don't you know, <laughs> elephant in the room? Um, John, well, what's the story on your ColecoVision Vision game that's oh. coming? <laughs>
2: Yeah, so I'm working with uh, Joe Cody, who's uh, owner of Atari 2600, and, you know, several months ago, I'd say about four or five months ago, we were talking about the Vision and kind of homebrews, and he had talked about, like, he had kind of brought up, he's like, I want to do, he's like, he's like, John, I want to do a homebrew for Vision. He's like, but I don't have any ideas. And it kind of works out well because he's got the whole, he's got the connections, you know, he's got all the equipment to do it. He's got the distribution, which is great. And I've got the audience <laughs> you know yeah. so um so what we're gonna do is we're gonna come out with uh game trade the video game awesome. and it should be coming out you know December if the latest January of next year uh, but I've already got we're working with uh, uh actually a, a Canadian who's developing it. Uh, he developed the game for us he's Jean Philippe he's a French Canadian and he's been working on the ROM and he's he's've got a couple prototypes uh, already playable uh, through emulator and so I've been playing them and nice. so the story goes it's like Basically, I'm playing a modern, and there's cutscenes, which is cool. That's and, and uh, the unique thing about this particular cletovision game is not many cletovision games had this. It has speech, so like when you boot up see. the game, it's like, "Hey, it's game 31." You know, can hear me say it. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, and we're gonna do we're gonna do an go here soon. I'll explain more about that here in a second. But uh, basically, the story goes, I'm I'm playing a modern game, and all of, all of a sudden, these arcades come up to me and like suck me into the their machine, like Tron style. Yeah, and Weird. so I'm in like the arcade. So the first stage is like a Donkey Kong theme stage, cool. but it doesn't play like Donkey Kong. It's it's more unique. It's it's more platforming based, uh, and I'm jumping over barrels and Donkey Kong Jr. is like dropping shit on me, and I've got to avoid all these things. The next stage is Space Invaders, cool. so I'm in space. I'm collecting power packs and shooting shooting these invaders. Again, completely unique gameplay style. And it's more of a shooter. And then the third stage is a Pac-Man stage. So I'm collecting cherries, and there's all these ghosts coming after me. But it plays completely different than Pac-Man. So it's kind of like, the cool thing is it's it's kind of a, a testament to, like, a tribute to the original games. But it's a completely reimagined way to play them. Uh, so it's, it's going to be cool, and I'm excited about it. And we're going to do, we're, we're thinking about, we're contemplating about doing, like, we're going to do an Indiegogo soon about it the game will come out regardless, you know, yeah. the game's created. We just, we, it'd be nice to just do pre-orders and kind of see what kind of interest there is for this. Yeah. But we're going to yeah. have like, you know, there's different tiers. And so we're going to do a tier, which is going to be a kind of a limited edition to 10 of these. And it's going to be a, a personalized card to you. So for example, uh, Mike, say you were to get one. It'd be like, I'd be like, hey, Mike. And it'd have like a personal message to you in the game. And it'd be like a yellow, oh. it'd be like a box would be yellow gold box and big like limited edition. Let's go, cool. so, yeah. <laughs> That's
1: very cool. That's cool. Well, now I gotta buy a ColecoVision. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're excited, nervous on how it will do, you know, because uh, it's certainly not cheap on our end. We at least wanna make break even on the project, you know. That's our very least wanna do that. Yeah. But make it rich.
3: <laughs> <laughs> John, are you gonna make it only available for the ColecoVision?
2: Yeah, it'll be only available for the ColecoVision, Vision, yeah. Uh, the reason I, I chose the ColecoVision is ColecoVision's it's region free, yep. so all regions can play this game. Um, and it's my very first console I ever played, so it's kind of, it's it's close to home for me. Um, and there is actually quite a market for it. Largely than most people would realize, there's actually a big collector market for it. There's people who just buy every click game out there. Yeah, you know?
1: I've been wanting to get one for a couple of years, because, well, like graphically speaking, it was way ahead of the time and all that stuff, and I'd really love to get a hold of one. And now I have to buy one, so thanks, well, you yeah, have to for John's game and for yeah. the most arcade perfect version of
3: the original <laughs> stock account. That's and correct. Yeah.
2: Copy, we'll get a copy. We're we going to have 50 box with, because the box is low. Just give me an idea on, on cost on Our end to print off a box, it's $15 just on our, just like cost. Wow. You know, just to print off a box. So it's certainly not cheap. So we're going to do a 50 um, box run um, that will ha- come with like a, a silver cart. It's going to be a limited edition. But then we're going to do anyone who wants to buy a cart can get a cart. Um, and then we're gonna have we're gonna sell boxes later on I think as well on, on the site so you can always get a game later on too if you want but it won't be like the limited edition silver you know we're gonna kind of keep it special for those who kick you know, back to the, the campaign so to speak yeah. so I'm excited man it's gonna be fun yeah. the, the you know in the corner we have you start with five lives little hats backward hat <laughs> yes. yeah
1: that's nice <laughs> that's cool man yeah.
2: so it's cool it's cool yeah we're excited.
1: I hope that works out, man. I hope that I hope that you sell out and
2: get rich. So, <laughs> yeah, I do, man. That's awesome.
1: It's just awesome get, idea.
2: If we get rich, you know, more more power to us. I guess, but we're not certainly we're not looking to get rich. It's something. It's just a it's a passion of both both Joe and I. We just want to have a, come up with a good game, and it's a really cool game. And I'm a little biased, of course. You know. Yeah. But But uh, no, it's like as like a person who like never would never play it before i think it'd be kind of entertaining i think it's there's four difficulty settings so uh you know it's like i forget what they're called like they're like come get some it's like a, a pun on duke so it's like yeah good or you know come get some or you know all those you know so, <laughs> it's it's funny it's gonna be great man We're cool. awesome, it. awesome. Yeah.
1: well it's about that time why don't we roll into uh keep speaks you got yeah. something to say Keep or
0: yeah yeah well well basically i just got a question from sean right about now okay, okay. Anyway, John, uh I was just wondering, buddy, uh would it be would there be any chance that I could get my put start putting
2: my videos on of your site. Yeah, you know, uh yeah, give me some videos, man, I'll post it on there for sure, dude. For sure. Yeah, sure.
0: okay, okay. Yeah. Uh Wait, I have
2: uh I have a, like a, I do a weekly uh Yeah user spotlight deal. Okay,
0: yeah.
2: I'd be happy to post some of your videos on there, man, for sure.
0: Okay, thanks, Matt. Yeah.
2: And that was Keith yeah. speaks. Everybody,
0: yeah. we're actually uh,
3: changing the segment to Keep put somebody on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: uh, funny. No. no,
2: no. <laughs> yeah. Send me whatever videos you want, man, and you know, put on the. Okay. User's...
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: Listening, who want to post videos on the site too? You know, you guys are encouraged to yeah. well. And just um, yeah. you know, the best way to do that is there's a forum, and you just post it there and share it there. And then I, what I do is I select a video every week, and and I put that kind of highlight that. Call the okay. users. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. And then uh that's usually out every Sunday I put that up. So, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I got my actually, uh,
2: I got yeah, my was... Uh, what
1: was it? The uh Back to the Future up there not long ago. Yeah. With the Tardis and the
2: Oh yeah. yeah.
1: ridiculous amount of <laughs> rotoscoping by hand. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> oh,
2: nice. yeah. right on. <laughs> yeah, a lot well, of work. There you go. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, definitely doable. It's it's a and that is a, actually honestly a great site. Um I do want to mention <laughs> that it's a it's a good it's another one of the hubs, you know, another one of the community hubs, I think. Um, yeah. You know, we're, we're all kind of plugged in everywhere, I think. But uh, it's awesome.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, definitely not easy starting start a gaming website. Trust me, it's uh, a lot more work than I ever imagined. But it's a, lot, it's a lot more fun, too, on the same note, you know. And I'm looking at the, the numbers, like, year over year and comparing the different data, you know. And it's uh, it's really encouraging to see. Like, last month, I think the site got about 20,000 visitors. So that's not bad, you know. Oh Yeah. Being fairly new so yeah yeah, yeah
3: and john you guys just did an amazing collaboration video with some of the contributors on your site called battle for the best about the 16-bit yeah. wars yeah
2: battle for better that was so much fun yeah again that was like uh damn i think it took like about nine months <laughs> to uh to edit and put together and big shout out to uh greg from marketing impossible for helping me with the editing because he's got some amazing skills um so i my my job in that was to kind of put together the script and. I did the kind of rough editing. I, I got all the pieces together. I did some green screening, but he added the whole intro with the Street Fighter 2 take. And it turned out really well, so I'm happy with it.
1: Cool. All right. Well, that's awesome. Let's uh let's talk about some games we've been playing. And, um, John, since you're the guest, why don't you go first? So what you been playing?
2: Uh, I've been playing Dragon Crown on the PS Vita. I'm um, nice. actually loving it. Have you guys played that yet? No. I don't PS2. have
1: Vita, but I've seen a lot of gameplay okay. videos, and it just looks.
2: Oh, it's so <laughs> awesome. Like, it's like we were talking about uh, Golden Axe before. Yeah. It's kind of like a reimagined uh, Golden Axe. It's, it's so well done, and uh, Atlas does a great job with this game. And um, it's got RPG elements to it as well. Um, you can level up, and you know you can add more attributes and stuff. So it's kind of a, it's a beat-em-up, but with like RPG elements, yeah. which is brilliant. Um, and that's just so much fun to play. The, the graphic style is amazing. Like, it's seriously artwork. Yeah. Like, backgrounds. I mean, just go, if you guys haven't seen this game, go to, like, YouTube and just check out gameplay on it. It's on the PS3 as well, and and you can play online and play with other people. So, definitely a really fun game. I've been playing, we were talking about the Wii U. I dusted off my Wii U. I haven't played it for a while, but uh, I, I've been playing that new Luigi Mario Brothers. Yeah. Uh, it just came out on physical format. I guess it's been out on digital format for a while. Yeah. But it just came out on, uh, on, a, on a physical copy. So, pick that up. Have you guys played that?
1: Mm. I don't have a Wii U, but um okay. another one. That's another one. And I'm I was glad to see that um Luigi took finally got a game, you know, where he was the I mean I know he had Luigi's Mansion and things like that, but yeah. in a, a platformer that he was he was the guy, you know?
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh he um it, it was thirty bucks, so it wasn't bad, but the game the levels are super short. Like you have oh, like, a yeah. hundred seconds. It's like and that's it. So it's like kind of it's a third each stage is about a third of the size of what you usually see in a Mario game. So kind of give you an idea? So you kind of full cheated, but you only pay $30 for it. So it's not that bad, but, right. yeah. um, so that's definitely worth checking out. Uh, it's good to see Luigi having his, you know, his due. He's always been the, the shadow of his brother, you know, yep. I mean, Luigi's mansion's great, but it's great to see him as a platformer, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. uh, Weed DuckTales I mean, <laughs> mastered the original oh, yeah. on that. Yeah. That was, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Um, and that's pretty much it, man. just been busy. I just was in PAX this past week up in Seattle and awesome. hanging out with the crew up there, and that was good times. So I was able to play the uh, Xbox, you know, the one, and played Killer Instinct on that. Thoughts? Um, it was okay. You know, I had the same the announcer dude. Like, he's like, Combo Breaker. You know, the same dude. Yeah, to... yeah. And, uh, you know, I played as, I'm terrible with the names of characters. I was, I was the Indian guy, so whatever his name is. Um, I don't know. <laughs> that, 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 it, it, it was sabered, I think it was saber with the wolf. Um, sure. But I was playing against the guy on <laughs> the game, so I was like getting my ass whooped, you know. So, yeah. uh, but no, that, that was a lot of fun. And then played the um, the PS4 and you know, some games on there. I'm trying to think what games I played on on the PS4. Um, I don't recall to be honest with you, but I do remember like playing these games and thinking to myself, the graphics really aren't as good as I thought they would be on both consoles. It's like the PS4 and the Xbox One are pretty much on par with what PC is today. Yeah. yeah, And that's the honest truth. So, um, you know, don't go with these systems thinking that they're going to be like super awesome graphics. That's not the case. It's, I mean, they're fun, and I really like the, the feel of the PS4 controller. Um, I thought that felt really well. And trying to think what I played. I can't remember. It was a blur. It was a long day. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I've been playing. What do you guys been playing?
1: Uh, uh, Keeb, why don't you go?
0: I... Um... Well, uh, I ha I I got I pretty I got pretty much a stack over there that I've been playing, but I've been playing mostly fighting games lately. I've been of uh, Street Fighter 4, Super Street Fighter 4, uh, Injustice, Mortal Kombat versus DC, <laughs> yeah, DC you,
1: Universe. Yeah, you've been playing Mortal Kombat. I'll say this: Key, me and Key played Mortal Kombat versus DC the other night, and he whipped me all over the United States. I'm telling you. <laughs> Well, that's oh, because yeah. Keef's the only person who's played that game in about five years. Oh my gosh, he's so he's he's so much better than me at that game. Anyway, yeah. so I bow to keep So go ahead. What else do oh, you want yeah. playing? Uh,
0: that's about it. Other than, other than Call of Duty Modern Warfare three, and a little bit of retro, meaning uh Super Mario Bros. one, uh Kung Fu, and uh and uh Wrecking Crew. I actually played a bit of Wrecking Crew. Nice. over the last week. Cool. So, some pretty good games, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Mike? Yep.
3: I've been trying to finish Tales of the Abyss. I'm roughly around 50 hours in. This right. is the first time in about four years I'll clone finishing a role-playing game. And as soon as that's over, uh Mushly John, I've got Dragon's Crown loaded into my PS Vita, ready to go, nice. and I can't wait to play it.
2: Oh, you'll love it. You will love it, man. I'm telling you.
3: Cool. that's great and I, That's good. also also i've been playing baby boomer <laughs> yeah, just yeah. picked up baby boomer uh, uh chubby cherub and casino kid 2 uh picked up a lot three of those games were in there and uh i had to go away for a while but i wanted to make sure those games worked before i left
2: oh i forgot to mention real quick if you don't mind me jumping no, in wait, real quick wait, yeah i'm um, sorry yeah. um guilty pleasure of mine i'll be i'll admit um my wife's been playing candy crush <laughs> and, uh, and i'm like what's the big deal about candy crush because everyone's playing it it's yeah. actually a pretty addicting game it's like crack like that's yeah. where they crack in that game so i've been playing some i'll admit i have been playing some candy crush but go kind of going back to the whole cheap games right that are yeah. fun and yeah portable so <laughs> so, so
1: yeah. yeah well kind of to <laughs> kind of piggyback on that i've been all day today i played clash of the clans on my phone and, uh, you know, that's a, that's a free game and it's a lot of fun. It's like, you know, it's a strategy game and so you build your little town and you army and you go and fight people and it's, it's a lot of fun and it's cheap obviously cause it's free and, uh, it's addicting and I, I don't know, it scares me, I guess maybe, maybe that's the future. Anyway, so that I've been playing that. Um, I've been, I'm still working on rule of Rose for, um, for my next review it's just taking a long time. I, I try to get through one chapter. When I sit down and play it, I play through at least one chapter before I stop. So um doing that. And last night I for the first time I tried out I don't know if you guys seen it on the PS PS network, the, the game, um it's free, uh Dust five fourteen. It's like mm-hmm. a um it's it's all on it's only an online game, so you know, it's it's a big multiplayer um shooter. It is a lot of fun. I normally hate playing that kind of game, um, but I, I played last night for about an hour and a half, and I, I had a lot of fun. I didn't have a lot of people screaming in my ears or anything like that. People were just playing to have a good time, and that was that was a lot of fun. I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, Persona 4 Arena. I played that a little bit earlier this week. Um, that's another one by Atlas. That the gra like I I think that gra their graphics just distract me. <laughs> I get so, like, enthralled in what the artwork looks like on those games. Everything that they put out that sometimes I forget I'm playing a game. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all I've been doing. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I know
3: this is off topic, but I just wanted to bring this up really quickly. Uh, I was at Walmart earlier today, and uh, they were selling off accessories for the Vita. I picked up a new AC adapter for 2 bucks, and wow. I picked up a whole, like, starter kit, including another memory card for 5 i starting to think that uh, places like Walmart are getting very close to stops carrying stuff for the Vita. I'm a little concerned that the system's not doing so well.
1: Yeah. yeah. Which is a shame because apparently, well, there's all rumors that they're going to try to do kind of a, a Wii U type thing with it. You know, there's there's been some rumors that there might be like a little bit of a tablet gameplay element that they might try to incorporate between the PS4 and the Vita and, you know... But-
2: I will say at, at at PAX, they did show quite a bit of love for the Vita. Yeah. I was really surprised. So I think that Sony has some stuff in, in store for the system, hopefully. I hope so. Because honestly, I love my Vita.
1: Yeah, I was very, very
3: impressed when I first got it. Uh, it's, it's an amazing system. There's not really anything else to say there. And uh, I just hope more people show it love in the next little while. They do come up with some stronger stuff. I know for me personally, I'm very excited about the new uh, Ease game that's coming out in
1: November, I think it is. Yeah. It would be good to see some uh, – it, it's going to be good to see some love come their way, especially stuff like that that's like kind of got a built-in fan base. You know, yeah. Ease has a pretty nice fan base that could suck some people in and get into it. So, yeah. So, I mean, it, it would – I'm hoping that it doesn't – I really don't want that. that – I don't want it to sink, you know? I don't want it to go away, especially before I get one, you know? So, right. Um, but, hey, I'm all about it dropping in price before I get one, so.
2: I think Sony would be smart to bundle them, like do a PS4 or Vita bundle.
1: That'd yeah. be a really cool idea. That'd be a really and, cool idea.
2: Like, do, like, charge, what are they charging for, like, um, a PS4, like 400 bucks? Yeah. So do, yeah. do like, $100 more and you get the Vita.
1: Yeah. That'd be a or good something. bundle, too.
2: Yeah. That'd be a good bundle.
1: It'd be about that. Well, uh, anything else, guys? Anything else you want to talk about, or you ready to go home? <laughs> I would just like to say
3: thank you again to John. I mean, this yeah. is amazing for you to uh, make some make some time for us to uh, come on the podcast, and uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, this is a dream come true for all of us, to be honest. Oh, and
2: it's uh, you know it's an absolutely pleasure being on, guys. I know it was a while for us to get kind of our times together, but I apologize yeah. for that. But I was able to work and appreciate you guys' patience and. And it's been a lot of fun. I hope to do it again, man. For yeah.
1: sure, we would love to have you back on. And yet, yeah, thanks, man, so much. I really for not just this, but for uh, not to sound sappy, but being um, kind of an inspiration, so to speak. Um, you know, it's it's awesome to yeah, know that. Yeah,
0: same here, John. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't be doing cool. what I'm doing it doing it if it wasn't for you, bud.
2: What's well, the this the reason I do it, man? For for do it I do it for you t- because you do it because I do it. So it's kind of a circular.
0: Yeah, back exactly. Back, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. I think honestly, John, of
3: all the things you have that I'm the most jealous jealous of, it's your uh, Back to the Future Two uh, hoverboard. Yeah. Oh,
2: nice. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was fun. Uh, fun video to do on my, my nostalgia holic channel. It's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Thanks.
1: So, well, that that brings us to a close here tonight. Um, another edition of the Newfoundland Gamer Podcast. Make sure you go check out John's channel Gamestrady1, go check out his other channels, um, Star Wars Nut 77, if you like Star Wars, and I know you do, because i told you that you do, (laughs) and uh, that's actually one of my favorite, another one of my favorite channels that a lot of people um, should check out, I think, I love Star Wars Nut, because I'm a big Star Wars fan, so, awesome, so another plug for Um, Anyway, I'm going to make sure that everyone gets links to all of your channels and our channels and websites and all that kind of good stuff. There's things all over the place that you can click and do stuff with. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening to another edition. Make sure you rate, comment, subscribe on the YouTube channel. Um, Subscribe to the iTunes channel. Um, And I'm going to say good night.
2: Thanks, guys. Good times.
1: Thanks.
0: Yep, I was.